the Creatively Paid Podcast with Casey Reed, where it's all about helping creatives turn their passions into profit. If you've ever struggled with the business side of creativity, this is the podcast for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of the Creatively Paid Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Reed, and today we are talking about how to start a creative business. So just to kind of preface this episode to give you an idea of what we're going to talk about, we're not talking about the nitty gritty of actually how to start a business per se, you know, like, oh, you have to set up sales, you have to set up the legal side of things, so on and so forth. No, this is not the MBA answer to how to start a business, right? We're specifically talking about how to start a creative business and this episode is meant to encourage you, to inspire you, to create something that you really love and also be able to earn money from this and for that thing to possibly become your main thing, you know, your main income source or even a very solid additional stream of income, right? So how to start a creative business? Well, firstly, let's talk about what exactly is a creative business? Well, traditionally, a business basically is the practice of making one's living by engaging in commerce. That's the definition Google gives. So basically, if you are providing a service, providing value, and you get money in a, in exchange, then you are performing business. You are engaging in business, right? So when you put creative in front of that, all of that means is you're finding a creative way to provide value, to provide a service that people are willing to pay for. So they give you money in um, exchange. So therefore you have created a creative business, right? So when it comes to starting a creative business, the beauty of it is, is that nowadays it is entirely possible to create a business that really serves you in terms of finances, serves you in terms of fulfillment and purpose in a way that wasn't really possible or as possible just a few years ago, just 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, because right now we are in the information age. We have the internet, we have social media, we have hyper-connectivity in our world right now. So it's so much easier now to start a creative business, but that doesn't mean that the actual process itself is stupid easy. No, it actually does take a lot of work. It takes consistency and it takes, there's just so many various things that you have to do to really get a creative business really going and for it to really serve you in the way that you would like it to serve you. So to give you a bit of an example of how starting a creative business has helped me in the last seven years, yeah, about seven years, I think, at this point in time. Um, if you've listened to the podcast to earlier episodes, you would know by now that I'm a graphic designer and a photographer. Those are two things that I've done on the side for, yeah, about seven years at this point. And I've enjoyed doing it. And I've, I've created a side hustle, a side creative business with that. And it's been pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. It's it's allowed me to think about money differently and it's also showed me the the reality of having control over how much you would like to make, you know? I'm not saying it's like 
you can just <laughs> say that, oh, today I want to make $10,000, so I'm just going to make $10,000 today. No, <laughs> but the fact that you have more... Le- You have more control of how much work you can put in and how much you can get in return. With a traditional job, with most nine to fives, if you work super hard in January and then not work that much in February, then work really hard in March and work okay in April, for those four months, you still get the same salary in most jobs. Some jobs are commission-based, so if you get more sales, then you can make more money. But with most jobs it doesn't matter how much more work you do your style your salary will basically stay the same for that month so your finances you end up having to look at your finances from a time perspective so if you know you make i don't know say you make three thousand dollars per month and you want to buy a car that costs twenty thousand dollars and out of the three thousand dollars salary that you have you save one thousand dollars right Basically, now, when you're thinking of buying a car, you have to say to yourself, if I want a $20,000 car and I'm saving $1,000 per month, then I have to put in 20 months worth of work in in order to be able to afford a $20,000 car to to be able to buy it outright, right? And that is what a set salary per month, basically, that's how it shifts your mindset from creating value as opposed to putting in the time because what we do right now with any nine to five you're trading your time for money right but with businesses they don't necessarily trade their time for money they're trading value for money that's why a business can easily range from making three thousand dollars per month to 20 60 90 one million dollars a month right because they are able to exchange value for money instead of time. They're not limited to, okay, if I put in one month of time, then I can make this set amount. No. The more value they can give to the world, the more value that they can, um, the more services that they can render that people want and need, the more money that they're able to make. So with starting your own creative business, you have to enter into a different mindset, right? Because... A nine to five mindset basically tells you that you're trading time for money, but with creating a business, you're exchanging value for money. So when it comes to starting your own creative business, I want to share with you three things that you can do. And then nearer to the end of the episode, I want to give you an exercise that you can do to help you to deep dive and find that thing that you really care about, that you really love to do, that you can share with the world, right? So number one of how to start a creative business is finding out what your passion is. What is it that you're passionate about? It's very easy for us to think that whatever it is that I'm passionate about, that I can't really make money from it. And that's just not true in this day and age. Out of the 4.57 billion people who are active on the internet as of April 2020, there is a good chance that at least 100, at least 200, at least 1,000 people like or want that thing that you have to offer. That is why, as I mentioned earlier, being in the information age that we're in now, it is such an amazing time to be in. It's an amazing time to be alive because back in the day, if you wanted to talk about and create products about 
Legos, you know, how to build, I don't know, the best Lego homes or whatever. Back in the day, in the 90s, pre-internet or early internet, it would have been extremely hard to be able to find people who want the, the service or business that you can offer for people who are very interested in that particular thing. But nowadays, because so many people have access to the internet and so many people are connected, it has provided opportunities for new types of businesses, creative businesses to be created now and for them to be sustainable and to be profitable and for people to be able to really live out their passions is is really not a pipe dream anymore. It's a reality, you know, it truly is a reality. So I want you to take a deep dive into figuring out what it is you are passionate about. What is it that you love to do? And what is it that people usually ask you to do or usually ask you to help with? Are you really good at photography? Are you really good at helping people when, they ha- when they're having a really hard time? Are you really good at listening and giving advice? Are you really good at fixing stuff or figuring out how to fix stuff? There's so many different things that you can think of. And nearer to the end of this episode, I'm going to give you an exercise that you can go through that will help you to deep dive into what it is that you are really good at and what it is that you can um, offer to the world, right? So that's number one. Number one is finding out what your passion is. What is it that you're passionate about? Number two, do people need what it is that you want to offer? Do Does it add value in any kind of way? And this is a key thing. Because if you are offering something that people don't necessarily want or something that people aren't willing to pay for, they don't think it's valuable enough to pay for, then it's really hard to be able to create something that can be a sustainable business for you. It might end up just being a hobby for you or, you know, or something that you like to do, which is okay. There are so many things in the world that we find enjoyment with that you don't necessarily need to make money from, right? But right now we're talking about actually creating something that can create profit, right? So you want to know whether or not people are already spending money on this type of whatever it is that you would like to offer. And also if there is a need, if there are any pain points that people have when it comes to this particular topic that you're talking about. So I'll give you an example Um, This has to do with something that I just find so interesting. So basically, there is this blog, and I'll link it in um, in the show notes, called Succulents and Sunshine, right? And basically, what this whole website is about is teaching people how to take care of succulents and basically giving you the rundown for everything that you need to um, grow and take care of succulents. For those who don't know what succulents are, they're a type of plant. I think they are a part of the cactus family. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, please let me know. But I believe that's what it is. And they're, as far as I know, they're relatively easier to take care of in terms of they don't need as much sunlight as other plants. Something to to that extent. But they're really cool looking plants and they have become pretty popular recently. So yeah, so with this blog, she teaches you, she has so many different blogs and she sells various things in relation to succulents um, on her website, right? And I found out um, not too long ago that this same website and the lady who owns it 
at one point in time, she was able to make $200,000, I think, within a year or however long um, from this. <laughs> and the funny thing is, this is succulents. We're talking about plants, something that doesn't even seem important and something that is very, very, very niche. But guess what? There is a demand for people for this. People want to know about succulents. They want to learn how to grow it. They want to know what's the best soil. They want to know how to want decorating tips and so on and so forth. So that's why you want to be able to know if people are at least interested in the particular thing that you're passionate about, the, the, the thing that you want to create a creative business around, right? And the beauty of being in, in the internet age is that you can simply do a Google search. You can go on blogs. You can check out YouTube videos. You can check out forums find books search for those various things to see if people are already producing things around the topic around the thing that you're passionate about and also finding out if people are talking about it enough and also if people are talking about the issues that they have within that thing the pain points that they have because again with creating a business it's about providing value in exchange for money providing a solution for a problem so like with the example of the succulents and sunshine blog i'm pretty sure some of the pain points people probably had when it came to succulents was one figuring out how to grow succulents op optimally and then also how to water them you know struggling with how to decorate with them where to find them what kind of soil to use there are so many questions that would be generated from that as a result, right? So, yeah, that's what I want you to be able to do with point number two. I want you to think about how to address the need that surrounds your passion. I'm also finding out how you can add value and also how you can differentiate yourself when it comes to doing that particular thing, right? And then number three is you want to set a financial goal. This point is not extremely essential in order to actually start, but it's really good to have in mind so that you can be able to set goals for like how much you would like to be able to make um, in the next two months, three months, six months to a year. But again, this is not something that you want to get hung up on, but it's, it's good to set that goal. So it's something that you can aim for uh, in terms of where you would like to build the business towards or even setting a milestone say you know I want to be able to make at least I don't know two grand in, in, in the first three months or whatever and from there you'll be able to give yourself momentum and giving giving yourself setting up yourself for success so that you're able to have an idea of where you would like to go and yeah where you're heading so those are the three things that i would give you in terms of how to start a creative business again this is not the mba answer to how to start a business but this is about really doing some soul searching to figure out how what it is that you can create when it comes to creating your creative business but also um giving you a chance to realize that it's possible it's entirely possible to Create a business around something that you love and something that you will want to show up to every single day because you have a passion for it. And one thing I have learned about 
running a creative business is that if it's something that you don't like, trust me, you're not going to show up for it consistently unless you're just extremely disciplined in another way, right? But for most people, it's very hard to show up and to really put in the time and effort that's needed on your own um, when you're starting out if you don't have passion for it, you know? It's really important to have that. And at the end of the day, we're, we're talking about creating something that fulfills us, you know? So that's why I would say it's really good to dive into something, to create something that you really care about and not creating something just for the money, you know? Because money doesn't buy you happiness, bro. Or sis. <laughs> money doesn't. Money does not buy you happiness. Money is a tool. It helps you solve problems. It helps you get things that could potentially make you happy. But at the end of the day, money does not buy happiness. The things that truly provide you happiness, money can't buy. You know, you can't buy love, per se. You can't buy a good relationship with someone. You can't buy just gratitude. And you can't buy life, you know? There's, yeah. So money is a tool. And... And that's why if money is the ultimate, is is the only goal and your only driving factor, you can end up building something that you don't really care about, that you don't really love, you know? And for some people, that works really well. But for most of us, that is very hard to do that in the very beginning. So yeah, those are the three things that I would suggest that you can do when it comes to creating your creative business. I definitely want to have episodes going forward that can give you more of the practicality behind creating a creative business and how to start online and how to create something that you really care about and love online, you know, because that right now is where the majority of the opportunity is. It's the absolute best way to connect with your potential customers and to be able to get your business out there. So now we're going to talk about the exercise that I was talking about earlier that um I would like you to go through if you want to that can really help you figure out what it is that you have inside of you that you can extract to be able to create a creative business right so this exercise is called discovering your superpower i know it sounds almost childish but trust me it's actually really 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 interesting um and when you go through it it's, it's pretty dope what you can what you can find out right so yeah, discovering your superpower. So if you have, if you're listening to this, don't worry. Um, I have a link um, in this episode that you can go to. So you can download the, the form and fill it out if you would like. And yeah, kind of use this as a reference for when it comes to creating your creative business, right? So the first thing that it says is that you want to list three things that make you stand out from your competition. And basically you can... You can swap the word competition with your future competition if you haven't started a business yet, right? You want to think about three things that three things about you that you think makes you different from other people that offer the same thing that you're thinking of offering. And yeah, so list three things that, that make you stand out from your competition. Then number two, list three specific skills you've developed that make you successful at what it is that you do. So what is it that you 
are really passionate about, right? The thing that you're passionate about, what are three specific skills that you've developed that make you really good at doing that thing, that make you successful at doing that thing? When people ask you to do this thing, what have you done to that helps you make that helps make you really good at doing that particular thing that you really love doing? And then number three, list two things in your business that make you the happiest and are things you would never outsource. So now you're, you're putting yourself in the mindset of creating this creative business, right? So you've created it. And when it comes to performing the services of that creative business, what are two things within that creative business that makes you the happiest and are things that you would never want to give someone else to do, Right? things that you would never want to outsource to someone else, right? And then the last one is write down two to three stories that were turning points in your life, your epiphany moments. So for me, two things that I can think of that I can give you as an example in terms of epiphany moments that I've had. One was realizing that I can learn a creative skill, right? And in my case, I learned how to do graphic design and how to do photography. I can learn creative skills that I really enjoy doing and actually be able to make a solid side income from it and have control over how much more or how little I make based on how often I get clients and how much I I charge based on the value of that service. And then the next epiphany moment that I had was realizing, which is kind of similar to what I just said, which is realizing that with a typical nine to five job, it doesn't matter how hard I work in a given month, my salary will stay the same. If I actually need to make more, it's pretty hard to do that. I don't have much control over that. It's really based on how much the employer decides they would like to give me. You know, if if I, I, I would have to do a lot more to prove that, you know, I should be paid more or so on and so forth. And that normally takes a lot more time, right? And understandably so because, you know, businesses still need to run, you know? But yeah, that was like, that was like two epiphany moments that I had that really kind of defined, helped me dig into figuring out what my superpower was, like what makes me me and what makes me um, different from others who would offer similar things to what I do, you know? So, yeah, I would really like if you would go if you can go through that exercise. It's something that really helps me figure out what it is I wanted to do, especially when it comes to the next step of where it is I would like to go on my journey of creative entrepreneurship, you know? And I would I would really love for you guys to be able to feel that same thing as well and and feel that change within you as well. So, a link will be in the show notes if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else, yeah, you should see the link in the show notes. It'll just be a link where you can grab the form and fill it out and probably post it somewhere or save it on your phone or wherever. And hopefully it will help you um, on your journey of getting started with your creative business. And for those who listen to the podcast, if you don't already follow me on social media, you can. I'm always open to DMs if you have any questions or even if you just if you want to share what it is that you would like to do and you just want some tips and so on and so forth. My DMs are always open. Be careful. Don't slide in them. Just knock on them and say, hey, 
Um, hi. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a terrible joke. But um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that is the conclusion of today's episode. I really hope today's episode brought you some value. I really hope it helped you on your aspiration of creating a creative business. Because as you know, this podcast is all about creative entrepreneurship, getting you creatively paid, right? So I will see you guys on the next episode. If you are loving the podcast so far, feel free to leave a review, rate it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let others know about the podcast if this podcast is bringing you value and you think other people would would find value in this podcast as well. So with that, that is the conclusion of this episode, episode nine of the Creatively Paid Podcast. So I'll see you next week, Wednesday, for our next episode of the Creatively Paid Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Creatively Paid Podcast at www.creativelypaid.com. 